Hi, I am Joseph. And I am Eleni. And, and we, we are, are the hosts of Microbes in Us. This podcast brings together the people that work tirelessly to uncover and understand the microbial world, its secrets, its complexity, and its vibrancy. And it will show us how microbes can shape, break, and make our human world. From prehistoric times, all the way to the modern world around us. We hope you enjoy and share this podcast. Yeah, so today I'm here with Claudia Godinho, who is the winner of the Fem Science Communications Award. And we're very excited to have her here so we can ask her some questions about her own research and her career and also about the science communication work she did that has won her this auspicious award. Um, so we're very glad to have you here, Claudia. And, Thank you, uh, Yeah, I just wanted to start off and ask a simple question, which is where are you currently based? And what is it like being a scientist there? Currently, I am a postdoc researcher at uh, Institute for Bioengineering and Biosciences that is placed in Institute Superior Technical in University of Lisbon. Mm. And I am in uh, Professor Isabel Sacuraya's lab, who invited me to join International Microorganism Day in the first place. I do research in yeast physiology and response of yeast to environmental stresses that are important for biotechnological processes. So how is it to be a scientist here? It's quite great. So I've been here for almost 11 years now since my master's. So for sure, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a great work environment. The topic is, of course, of relevance. I'm also allowed to do this science communication work in parallel, so it's it's great. I'm not only allowed, but I'm, I'm uh, encouraged, so that is uh, a plus for me. Uh, we also publish in good journals with impact in the field, so I'm really happy. But I cannot say that everything is perfect, right? I defended my PhD in 2018. Since then, I've been like living out of uh, fellowships. So I do not have a contract. And that is, of course, a problem. It's uh, not a problem of my institute. It's a general problem because Portugal has uh, so many PhD holders that Mm -hmm. now we are fighting to get employment so yeah, pros and cons. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, so at least you have lots of fellow scientists, but then as you said, that can be a bit of a problem when you're fighting for limited places. Yes, that's true. Okay, so I mean, you're here, we're talking because you won a Science Communication Award from FEM. So I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about the projects that helped you to win this award. Sure. I think the main project that got me the award was uh, the International Microorganism Day, I'm a volunteer since 2018. I've done several different things at IMD. IMD started in Portugal, so I've followed it since the beginning. My contribution has been mostly on improving the social media, creating some content, organizing commemorations of the day, not only at technical But in 2020, we had to do the online marathon because of the COVID pandemics. So I also contributed in the organization with a lot of FEM support and also with Ben Liberton. We also created the new website and I also had a role in there. We all do a a little bit of everything at IMD. So it's Mm -hmm. great because... Uh, you do a lot, but you also learn a lot. As you mentioned, last year, there was a 24-hour live stream to replace the in-person events, which you can go and see on the IMD YouTube channel. But I wanted to ask you about the previous events when we could meet in person. Or There used to be lots of 
in-person outreach events, right? Bringing kids yes. into contact with microscopes and microbes, because hopefully we can get back to that in the future. So what were those events like and how, how did you get involved with that? What was your role there? The first year it was commemorated, it was 2017. Uh, so it was kind of an individual initiative, but then the Portuguese Society of Microbiology got involved because of, of course, it's a very interesting idea. And so in 2017 at uh, Pavilion Ciencia Viva, which is like a science center here in Lisbon, I was not involved. They did a great day. Uh, we had the mascots, a back and Saka. So it was for public in general that was passing by to see some exhibitions and talk with scientists. And since then, we got really interested in always commemorating it in place. So in 2018, I already joined the team and we organized a technical. We tried to invite other schools from Portugal to come to technical and to celebrate. We got also FEM support for that. We created a great day. There was some plenary sessions. There was also exhibitions in the main hall. We had a beer tastings in the garden so uh, everyone could experience the work of Easts. In 2019, we had really kind of a party in the garden at Institut Superior Technico, which was great. You can check up some pictures in the International Microorganism Day website. We, we put the PhD students and master students to explain their research to a more general audience and to visiting schools. And so actually, that's one thing I wanted to ask you is, what was the um, reaction from the children from the schools? So how did they respond to all of this microorganism material and, and, and practicals that you'd created for them? Our best audience is uh, yeah. kids and teenagers. They enjoy it a lot, especially when we make like hands-on experiments uh, so that they can experience what we are telling them in the presentation. So we had the presentations, but then we had an exhibitions based on every presentation. So the kids could go there and ask directly the scientists and see, we try to put some materials for them to look. So the microscope, just a magnifier and some cell cultures that they can look under the microscope. It was great. They they enjoyed a lot. Awesome. They were um, just a bit sad they could not taste the beer, but- Yeah, <laughs> can't taste the beer, can't take the microscopes with them. And yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah very, you know, amazing way to get people hands-on and involved in, in into microbiology. And yeah, I mean, we really hope that eventually we can get back to doing these in-person sessions, but have them across the world is, I guess, your ultimate goal. Yes. Actually, in 2019, we had several of these type of initiatives all around the globe. A lot of microbiology societies emailed us saying, uh, we did this, we did that, shared pictures. For example, I remember clearly that uh, Brazil even put it on national TV and there was an initiative in an university and there were a lot, a lot of kids there. Like we did it at Technical, uh, just uh, experiencing uh, the exhibitions and listening to some talks. And yeah, they also did a great job. Yeah. And I guess it is a great way to inspire young people to get into microbiology, which does bring me on to my next question. What inspired you to get into microbiology? Why are you here now today as a, a microbiologist and not anything else? Well, to be honest, what I knew is that I wanted to pursue biology and then I just let myself dive into microbiology. I just found out a bit later, like around my master's, I found that, okay, no, no, I, I really like microbiology. 
And I also wanted to know a bit more about the uh, bacteria and other microbes. I'm a bit uh, hypochondriac, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a motivation. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's a way of feeling control over the things that might cause us disease, I guess. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> I mean, I discovered that, you know, in my role at FEMS, just how fascinated I am with fungi. There's just so many different varieties of these microorganisms and they do such, they do the craziest things, I think, of any of the microorganisms, especially yes. To, yes. to multicellular life. They are bizarre, like cordyceps bursting out of insect skulls is kind oh. of the, well, not skulls. I, I honestly... I prefer unicellular yeast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, nice and simple. I'm on the um, yeast team. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's the other question I have is, yeah, your current research area is in yeasts, but what are you kind of working on, you know, today, this week? What's the, the most recent thing that you've been studying? What we are doing a bit more specifically is because of this uh, diverse yeast metabolism and yeast diversity in nature, we are trying to explore yeast as a way of applying a circular bioeconomy. So it's a lot of uh, how to take something that is considered to be a residue, so just garbage, and then uh, use it as a source that yeast East can use it as a source to produce some added value compounds. That's what we are doing. Uh, so these residues are mostly provenient from agriculture and forestry. And then we can hopefully get uh, some yeast strains that can uh, be so tolerant and so efficient in producing added value compounds that we can then benefit. It's like the concept of circular economy, mm. but using using yeast using yeast in there i mean that's one of the most amazing thing i think i've learned about microorganisms here is that their usage in solving our problems you know whether it be waste disposal or climate change or food production is just yeah unparalleled they are the most useful little organisms so i guess i have a question for you actually as a researcher and about looking back at the past few years what's the biggest challenge you've had to overcome in your career as a researcher and as a science communicator what do you think uh, is the toughest thing you've had to do i think the toughest thing is really coming now, because yeah, I got my PhD, of course it was tough, of course it's a challenge for everyone, it's no secret there, but then the bridge from the PhD being complete to being a researcher, independent researcher, is very tough. On one side you are young and you need opportunities, but on the other side you need to have some CV, so curricula, to get the opportunities. You know, you are like in a gray area. You are not a very popular scientist with a lot, with a great body of publications, but you still need to fight against them, you know, compete with them for your financing. So this right now is being the toughest challenge for me because I still have to establish myself with a stable contract because I cannot live out of fellowships. But for that, I need to have projects and to be a PI on projects and have my own funding. But in fact, I'm competing with senior scientists, right? Mm. So that's, that's a challenge. <laughs> it's one of those problems where, yeah, you need to get the funding to get the opportunities and get the opportunities exactly. to get the funding. And like, yeah, yeah. you square the circle at some yeah. point. You have to find something that gets you to jump a bit out of the circle. Okay, yes, now I've, I have this, I can say, no, I, I really need the funding now. I have this to prove my abilities. 
Cool. Well, um, yeah, I was going to ask you just a couple of questions about International Microorganism Day. So we're now in 2021. And I wanted to just give you a chance to explain to our audience, yeah, what's coming up for International Microorganism Day and what, what have you got planned for your next sort of steps in SciComm? For this year, uh, we are already planning. I think I can disclose that we are uh, approaching now an online marathon that we will organize. Uh, we need speakers, we need hosts, we need volunteers. So also I will take the chance to call for them now if you, yeah, if you like absolutely. the project. And, um, we'll put a link in, in the description of this podcast with a link to a sign-up form. You can go there, input your ideas for being a speaker, being a host, being a volunteer, and we'll get back to you when we can. Exactly. Go if on. you like the project, join us because it's it's a really great project and really rewarding. So we are planning an online marathon. So 24 hours of microbiology again. Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, it will be it will be fantastic. About my work as a science uh, communicator, I hope I can improve IMD visibility uh, a bit further. So. One thing we notice is that there are some gaps in which regions, like world regions, we are reaching. Although we are truly global at this time, there are some regions that are not uh, getting our word as, uh, as much as others. One plan is to get a bit of uh, topics that are of interest in these regions so that we can capture their attention. And do you know which um, regions they are? Sorry, do you know which regions they yeah, are? Uh, for example, we are getting in, into some, some uh, Portuguese-speaking countries in Africa, but there are a lot of African countries that we are not uh, reaching as much as, for example, we already reach South America a lot, probably influenced by language as well, but we, we aim to reach other regions. For that, maybe we can also get some volunteers from that those regions. That would be great if you are listening to this and you have never heard of International Microorganism Day before. Please join us. Uh, we really need to increase our, our volunteer team. Another thing we noticed is that, uh, so we are always talking about reaching society in general, but we are scientists most of us and everyone that knows International Microorganism Day is somehow a bit related to science. So I would like that we reach truly general audience. And for that, I think that most likely targeting kids, teenagers is a good strategy. And one of the proposals that I did for the Science Communication Award was that we put up some online courses so one thing I didn't tell you before on the my science communication work is that I'm part of an organization which is called 332. It's a nonprofit organization that aims to provide kids and teenagers with science uh, as an activity, as a hobby. So it's not only music or sports. You can choose science as an activity, right? Like an extracurricular one as well outside of school. Exactly. Yeah. So what we do is uh, we have some projects. One of them is just direct mentorship. So I was a mentor of a teenager for two years on molecular biology, and he was only 12. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but he was interested. He came up to us and said, oh, I love, uh, would love to learn about molecular biology. So I was his mentor for two years and he learned a lot. And the most recent project I, I'm in is uh, these online courses that we are providing. I was the coordinator of the genetics, but there is uh, neuroscience, maths, everything you can imagine on, on science and technology. Are these for teenagers specifically? Are they aimed at that kind of age group? Or they yes, anyone? it's uh, like uh, from 12, the genetics course was from 12 to 15, mm-hmm. but some courses go up to 17. So before they join uh, university. university. Okay, cool. So, so I hope I can do something related to this uh, on the microorganism yeah. day. Actually, there was one way in which I think International Microorganism Day appeals really directly to kids, and that's with the mascots. Yeah. I was wondering if you could tell me a bit about the current mascots and if there are going to be any future mascots. Yes, uh, our mascots are really appealing to children, I think, uh, and to everyone. They are super cute. So by now we have Saka, which is inspired in uh, Saccharomyces yeast. And we have Bach, which is a bacteria. They, they are with us since the beginning, since 2017. They are uh, the design of a Portuguese designer. And then in 2020, we asked that designer because we needed a, a new mascot to join the team. And then we got Gillis, which is based on Aspergillus, filamentous fungi. And this year, we are putting up a contest for our audience to create the fourth mascot of International Microorganism Day. Uh, there is no microbe suggested, so it's up to you which mascot would you like to design excellent you know in your in-person events you have these wonderful mascot suits right where yes. people can wear the mascot suits and i hope you know eventually this new mascot will one day be turned into a mascot suit and sure. be living and breathing okay well then i have one final question before we end this interview and i was just going to ask what are the next steps for you in your research well, I really enjoyed the topic. I think I will pursue this topic. I've always been interested in yeast and they are super multifunctional as we talked about. So either this or some other topic of uh, biotechnology relevance for me, it's super of interest. And so I hope I get my established position and can develop and, and apply to projects. Just continue your... Just career in science <laughs> do more exciting research congratulations claudia once again on your award very well deserved Thank and you. we hope over the next few years more and more people across the globe get to be involved in this initiative well that was our fifth episode for the podcast microbes in us to keep up to date with international microorganism day visit the website at www.internationalmicroorganismday.org for news, blogs, resources and more. IMD is a little bit over a month ago, so we are really excited about it and we hope you are as well. Until next time, make sure to visit our social media on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at FemsMicro and subscribe to our YouTube channel, FemsMicroology. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you soon.